25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right. Here we go. Hour number two of the show has begun. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Beaver's here as well. And uh, you can be a part of the show. We invite you to do that. Going to tell you how to do it. You can call and text and tweet and a little bit of everything. Coming up uh, here on the show in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Uh, y'all tweet me at Radio Wyatt at Radio Wyatt on Twitter. Uh, love to hear from you that way. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Look at this number here. If you're watching the stream on Facebook, by the way, thanks to everybody tuning in every day on Facebook. Appreciate your comments. There's Elizabeth and Steve and everybody. Good to see and hear from y'all. Um, y'all can hit me up on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Shoot me a text on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. That'd be a good way to go. And uh, like I said, uh, we'll we'll have plenty to get into with you. And there's actually sports news here. A lot of the NFL free agent stuff kind of dominating the sports world. But then the big news today that the Olympics very likely going to be postponed, possibly back to next year. Uh, because of everything that's going on worldwide. Kind of unprecedented times, and I promise you there is no shortage of news. That is uh, for certain. There's also no shortage of love for the sport of college baseball here in the state of Mississippi. We talk about it year-round, especially right now. We're talking about how we don't have it, and we wish we did. Somebody who probably wishes we had it even more than you and I do is on the phone right now. The Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, they are the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. That's Divinity Equipment. Right now, joining us on the phone, the skipper, the head man for Hale State, Chris Lamonis, the head baseball coach at Mississippi State. On your radio. Coach, I appreciate a little bit of time in what is supposed to be a very busy time. Am I right to assume, though, that, frankly, for you and your staff, it's 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 probably not very busy right now? No, it's a, uh, <clears throat> it's a very different time for us right now, I can tell you. My daughter and my wife sure wish I was busy because I think I'm driving them crazy being at home <laughs> right now. They're not used to that. Yeah, that's right. Well, and... And how do you deal with it personally? I, I asked um, I asked uh, Coach Leach uh, back on Friday how he was dealing with it personally, and he just flat out told me that this quarantine is a real pain in the four-letter word. Um, actually, right. actually three-letter. How are you dealing with it? 
Yeah, it's um, I'm trying to keep myself busy. You know, we're we're trying to figure out what's going on. You know, from an NCAA side and <clears throat> everything else, what's going to happen to our kids and our future roster. And then, you know, I spent the last couple of days calling a lot of our guys about, you know, classes are starting back up. So trying to stay busy. I've, uh, I've been in my yard a lot more than I've ever been. I'm actually, uh, we've been playing a little bit of golf, just trying to social distance and stay out there, but that's kind of closed down now. So it's, um, you know, doing whatever I can to stay busy. Coach uh, Gotro told me on Twitter that he threw his back out at the golf course. So Hey, well, you know what's bad is I, I'm sitting here, and um, I just got back from the doctor because I threw mine out yesterday. No. So he's going to see the same doctor. So <laughs> it's going around here. We must say, we joke everybody else, though. We're the ones who swing hard. So um, <laughs> That's it. But I didn't even do mine on a swing. But we, uh, we've we tried to do something. I mean, there's not a lot going on. So mm-hmm. trying to get out and walk the course and not be around anybody. But um, we're both under right now. So he's actually on his way to see if he can get some help for his back because I went this morning. There so, you go. There you kind go. Of funny. It is funny. Well, I hope it works out. Um, <clears throat> Coach, I, I, I want to spend the majority of time kind of looking forward. But to begin with, take us back. It's my first chance to get to uh, talk with you since the cancellation. When did the shock really sort of set in? And, and as you go back and recap that timeline of what it was like coming home from Biloxi? Well, you know, it, it was kind of strange. You know, we were hearing little things all day long. <clears throat> but for me, about an hour, hour and a half before game time, I usually shut my phone off. And, uh, man, we beat Texas Tech. I mean, there's 7,000 people there. We're all fired up. And um, Greg Campbell comes up to me and he goes, hey, man, check your phone. I said, everything's gone haywire since this game started. I mean, that's when it hit me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to go speak with media. We were probably one of the few teams in the country playing at that time. So, man, when we finished, we had, you know, questions from media, questions from everybody. And, um Everything went so fast, you know, it went from us, you know, not playing or not playing in front of fans and then not playing for a couple of weeks, then not playing at all. And, um, and it's been a roller coaster. I mean, it really has. I feel really bad, you know, as we met with our team like two days later and sent them off. Usually you have a ending, you know, like it ends and you have exit meetings and, you know, you get the everybody's sad, you know, usually. And, and this one was so, it's just so awkward, yeah. you know, because we didn't. Really, we didn't know if we were coming back or not. Wanted to make sure the guys were taking care of themselves and needed anything they needed. And, um, you know, we got guys looking at the pro draft. I mean, just this thing went in so many directions. It's been really tough for us to digest. And, and so I've been on the phone and trying to touch base, but, um, you know, just praying, you know, everybody's okay and we get through this thing as quickly as possible. Sure. Chris Lamonis on your radio. You know, that's the thing. You mentioned the phone calls and conference calls and stuff. Last week, I scheduled a lot of interviews on this show with athletics directors. Of course, I had Coach Leach, but we talked to Keith Carter at Ole Miss, John Cohen there at State, Scott Strickland at Florida. And what I noticed in trying to get on all those guys' schedules, Coach, including yours, it sounded like there's just this constant stream of meetings and conference calls via phone for all of y'all because right. the the leaders at the top, am I right? Even the leaders at the very top that are, have access to the best information, they don't know what direction any of this is going. No, that's that's all of us. I mean, my kids ask me. I say, guys, I don't know any more than you. I mean, we're in a we're in a wait and see pattern for the most part, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and we're trying to, you know, everybody who's in charge is trying to make the best decisions, but nobody's been through this before. Yeah. I mean, you can look all the way up to the 
top of our country. I mean, we're just, you know, it's, it's a, as a society, we're going through this for the first time and, um, there's so many unanswered questions for us all. And so we can, it's hard for us to make decisions until certain things lay out. So it's, it's been, it's been really tough and a lot of conversations just as our staff or, or with other people and other coaches in the league trying to figure out things. But eventually the conversation ends where we just got to see what happens, you know, and, yeah. um, and that's very true for all of us. What can you tell us, um, about what you feel or know or just kind of, you know, what message can you give us as fans uh, to this point as of March the 23rd about the possibility that guys might retain that year of eligibility that they lost? And and I ask that, Coach, because I, I get a lot of those questions on the radio show. Right. I, I'm, it, it's hard for me to believe they wouldn't get it back. Like, I, I just mm-hmm. don't know. And I know right that day of or something, the NCAA came out with it. I don't know how you, you know, take those actions back. I mean, and, and you know, some people, maybe in other sports, and I'm sure in other sports it is why this comes up, but everybody talks about just getting the senior his year back. Like, that's our sport, and I love my seniors. I'd like to have my seniors back, too. But, I mean, we have so many players in our sport who move on professionally, like, I think every, I mean, I don't see why one guy's more important than the other, you know, and right. so, um, there's just so much to lay out there of what could happen because, um, if everybody does have their year back, then you start talking about rosters and scholarships and, mm-hmm. um, this just goes in a lot of different directions. <clears throat> and I just, I hope they take the time to look at baseball as it's, you know, as its own and, and try to make some decisions that way because, um, you know, I could see in some other sports that senior year, but it's it's important to everybody. The seniors have had three normal years. I don't know. Is next year going to be a normal year for us? I don't even know. So I think all the kids in our clubhouse deserve that. I mean, that's the that's the hard part. Sure. And what you're touching on there, I guess, Coach, is, you know, if, if guys are able to come back, which is great. You're right. It's what should happen. Do you go out and do you have a normal signing class and now you've got a ballooned roster which it's really there's no one year fix that would just kind of carry over. I, and I wonder for a lot of schools around the country, but he, really for every school, is there an element of looking at this and going, okay, if football gets canceled, then where's the money going to come from? A, a, am I going right. too far with that, or is that part of it? No, I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, we all know. I mean, it's um, you know, football is a driving force on most of these campuses. So we need to play football and hopefully that's, you know, mm. like I said earlier, hopefully this is something that'll run its course like it has in other countries and we can get back to normal life and <clears throat> because they're the revenue generators and, and everything else that, that, that run athletic departments. You know, sure. in some places it could be basketball. I've been in some very heavy basketball schools, but here it's, you know, football. So yeah. um, that, that's very true. And I think that's where people are scared to put their, you know, because nobody knows you know, what, what happens there. So I, I do think that's a, that's a piece I'm hoping, um, you know, like I said, we get back to normal life and get going, but who can read the future right now? Sure. That's right. Yeah. Nobody knows. Um, what's recruiting like right now for you? Well, we're not allowed off the campus and we, we've done a, we've been pretty successful with our classes. So we have a class that's already signed coming. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we really touch base with those guys and, and, and touch base with them, but also our other classes. In college baseball now, we're, we, we go back a couple of years of recruits, but we're not able to see anybody 
we can't give anybody an NLI at this point, so that's kind of slowed down. We're really just trying to wait and see what happens sure. with legislation for our current team, and that'll make a determination on, on the rest of everybody else of, of what they decide. Sure. Um, for you, you know, we all get in these schedules in kind of in these routines and our our internal clock runs by that. And so you began by telling me that your wife and daughter are kind of getting sick of you because you're home. You're not usually home yeah. this time of year. Do you, you know, do you walk out on Friday night, like this past Friday night at six o'clock, you walk out in your driveway and you break out in a cold sweat. Are you feeling it kind of emotionally? No. Well, you know, um, that first Friday I walked the field when we were supposed to play Arkansas at home, you mm-hmm. know, and I go out, I'll usually go out and go for a walk and I, I walk the field and I'm, you know, and the field is, you know, it always looks beautiful, but for some reason it looks twice as nice right now. And you're sitting there thinking, man, this place is supposed to be packed right now. Yeah. You know, and that was the first time it really hit me and went through. And I told my wife this weekend, you know, Hey, we're supposed to be in Baton Rouge right now. You know, that's, that's the extent of where I take it, you know, but it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, especially when you have a really good team and, and we had, we had had a little struggle early, but we had kind of come out of that We're playing good baseball. And, um, man, we were excited and we jumped on those buses coming back from Biloxi and we felt like, you know, here we go. And then, and then it just all came to a stall, you yeah. know? So, but, um, yeah, I, I've walked the park a couple of times, you know, yeah. cause our place is so, you know, when, when it's packed, it's, it's such a party. So, sure. um, we definitely miss that. Did I see where a fan went and like hung a uh, sort of like a rest in peace sign out on the outfield fence and left some flowers? And did I see that? <laughs> we did have that at the front gate. Yeah, so we had uh, you know our fans, man, they loved it. it. It's hard. I mean, it's it's hard for everybody. I, you know, our our alumni, our our players, our coaches, our fans. You know, so I ran into one of our uh, diamond girls. You know, at the at the supermarket and. She was upset. I mean, there's just so many people that are that are a part of this program that it it was just um, you know it's been tough on a lot of people. And in our town, it's one of the big social activities. So yeah, um, as we're all going a little stir crazy, you wish you had something to go and do. Yeah. Um. So if you if the last games that were played, you beat the number two team in the country twice, does that mean you finished as number one? No, I don't think that we had a couple bad losses in there. So, um, but no, we, we, um, but we were playing better and that's Mm -hmm. where, that's where I was. We were kind of playing like what we expected early. We just, we had a tough week of the season when, you know, when we, we went through and we had JT and then we had, you know, we had a bad loss or two and then we shoot, we had Tanner on the back end of the week, get hurt. Um, and it happens in sports, you know, you're going to go through some of those weeks and, I just give a lot of our guys credit for fighting through that and, and getting back to it and playing good baseball. Cause when you lose, you know, um, you know, a guy like JT and Tanner, mm-hmm. but you know, and I told our team this, like we miss them on the mound and we miss them in the box, but two of our better competitors, alpha leaders, I mean, just, mm-hmm. I mean, you run JT, get out there. You think you're beating anybody, you know, in terms of and, and as much of his stuff as his attitude, um, that you love about him. So it was, um, you know, that was a tough week for our whole program, but the guys were able to fight through it and get back out there. And, and man, we were really playing good ball there at the end. Sure. And then the season canceled, and then it's just everybody in scramble mode. Chris Lamonis on your radio right now, head baseball coach, Mississippi State. I still can't get it out of my head, uh, coach, this storyline of you and Coach Gotro 
you go to the golf course to work out your frustrations and both now have bad backs. I mean, that's... Yeah, hey, my, hey you know, we were talking, we were probably bad-mouthing Coach Gotro too, the day the day that I got hurt, because I was about five minutes early. I was like, Coach, not going to be out here for a while. And next thing you know, we're you know we're on the farthest part of the golf course when I hurt myself, so I have to walk all the way back. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that's a, you talk about trying to keep yourselves busy. So yeah, I, I think that's what it is. We're doing more than we ever do from trying to just keep yourself mentally occupied. Sure. Um, so... It, it's laid us down up on the couch now for a while. Well, you know, I understand this. I know you do too, but I had to let him know it's also part of getting old. It's like one of my favorite comedians, a guy named Billy Gardell, he said, you know, you're getting old when you can injure yourself sleeping. You know, you wake up one morning, your neck's out of place or something. I think Gotro yeah. may be entering our world, Chris. That may be what's yeah, happening. Yeah, that's right. I've, I've been there, so he's kind of he's starting to figure it out a little bit, so. Um, but it's things for he's got two youngins and they're mm. throwing the ball they're hitting every day i know they're trying to get him he's probably thrown too much bp in the last week and a half so <laughs> his guys are his guys are wearing him out hey uh, on that note you mentioned youngins um you know there's so many parents of young kids who wish they could play baseball right now and uh, this summer they're wondering and you know you got high school kids listening to you and and so many people that kind of look up to you coach that are listening right now during this time for the baseball community, what's your message to them, your advice to them, if you could give them advice? Well, I, I still think you can play this game in your yard, in your house, and you're, you know, doing things that way, keeping yourself acclimated. Uh, you know, I see kids in my neighborhood now, but I also know we have all the little ones on our staff of, you know, just playing catch and, and doing within your group. I know you can't do it with a group of, you know, outside your family or, or whatever it is, but um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I'm saying this to my players. I mean, I know they're going a little stir crazy just not being able to play the game, but I think that's, uh, you know, and, and I really truly believe this, and month, two months, man, it's going to be summertime, and it's going to be baseball time, and, and we'll all be playing again. We, You know, we're hoping to shoot, have a full summer of camps and everything, but we just got to wait and see, and, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully, you know, baseball will be going here before you know it, and the Major League Baseball will be going, and and we'll be back to it. But in the meantime, you know, it's, it's, you know, keep yourself moving, keep yourself, you know, throwing the baseball and even using a brick wall. You know, I, I, I came in and you know, I've seen kids throwing against the brick wall, working on their footwork and everything else. So you can keep yourself, you know, active right now. It's just, you don't have a team of nine. You probably have a team of two. Sure. <laughs> so. Right. And, and six feet apart when the case uh, requires it. That's well, right. uh, one way I'm passing the time, I got about two minutes left, coach, and we've been debating this is I'm watching my favorite baseball movies. And my top five, number five, Mr. Baseball, Tom Selleck goes to Japan. Number four, Bad News Bears, the original. Number three, Sandlot. My eight-year-old daughter loves that one. Number two, Field of Dreams. And number one, The Natural. Roy Hobbs, number nine in the program, number one in your heart, busts out the lights. Any problem with my list? Would you shift them around and I leave one out? Oh, I think it's pretty good. Okay. I think it's pretty good. So I always like Major League. I don't know why. So that was <laughs> that. Was, you know, I like you know, you know, Serrano and those guys as yeah. they played. So that's always a good one. But the Natural is definitely my one too. Great. So, you know, I may have Sandlot too. Okay. Move it around, but I think that's uh You you have the you have the best ones in there. But Major League for me is one that I've always it made me laugh. So good. And they uh, well actually they started doing Major League One and two, and then by the time they got to three, they did it in Charleston where I was at. So we were able to watch them film it, and I think Coach Foxall worked with it, and we worked with it at our college. So 
I've always liked Major League. But it was uh, those are some pretty good ones. Good. Glad you approve of the list. We're going to watch all of them because some of us don't have much else to do right now. Coach, I appreciate some time very, very much. Good to get to talk to you. Hang in there, and we'll be keeping up following Thanks, you on Twitter. You, yeah. Take care. Yeah, you too. Hail State. Hail State. Thank you. That's Chris Lamonis, head baseball coach of Mississippi State. So it's really, for him, it's uh, just like it is for other leaders in the college game, uh, the college, really, games, college sports um, altogether, and that is it's unknown. You know, you heard right now they're looking to have camps this summer. They're still on the schedule. Uh, summer workouts, all those things are still in play. But there is this giant unknown. We do have, you know, news of the Olympics and all this kind of stuff being postponed. So nobody knows what direction any of this is going to go. And as it pertains to you, the sports fan, to him, the coach, you know, to, you know, to Rowdy Jordan, the player, everybody is getting through one day at a time. Whatever phone calls, communication you can have, you have those. It doesn't seem like anybody really has the answers. You go to bed and just wake up, and you get up the next day to see if there's any update. And if there's not, one day at a time we go. If you're Coach Lamonis, you go hit the golf ball and have your meetings and talk to your players over the phone. (laughs) If you're me, you watch The Natural, you go outside and see if you can... Hear the birds in between thunderstorms. <laughs> That's where we are right now. All right, rolling along with you here, hour two of the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Beaver, which baseball movies are on your list, buddy? I would I'm would. Pre- i going to go Major League number one for me. Okay. Major League number one. Like the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Although I enjoyed two as well. But one, yeah. Yeah. The original, I'll put that number one. Number two... I gotta stick with Sandlot. Okay. Number three, I'll go Moneyball. Okay, so you're a big Moneyball fan. See, I haven't seen it, and everybody's encouraged me to. I have it on the DVR. I just hadn't done it yet until like now. I have a chance to do it. Um, so you're yeah. high on that one. I am. It's one of those movies where every single time it's on TV, I'm gonna turn it there. Okay. So Brad Pitt. And who's the other the guy? Uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. yeah, he's great, man. He's Jonah Hill. And I know he's like grown up now. I still kind of picture him as that curly headed kid in Superbad. <laughs> you know? Did you ever see his? It's almost like a cameo. His role in this particular movie is so short, but it's not a cameo. He just had a one appearance in. One of the, I guess it was the, uh, the Night at the Museum movie, the Smithsonian. So the second one of the Night at Museum movie, uh, movie, um, where Ben Stiller 
you know, obviously plays the part of the the main character in the Night at the Museum movies. But in the second version, this tablet that makes all the stuff come to life has gotten shipped like to Washington, D.C. And so there's an sort of a, a contentious interaction with Ben Stiller's character, who's super security guard, and Jonah Hill's character, who's like just weekend guy, just making a few extra bucks security guard. <laughs> and the interaction is a really funny deal. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Really kind of a shame that I haven't seen Moneyball yet, but I'm going to watch it. Definitely going to watch it. All right. Uh, hey, and let me apologize. Jay in Baltimore. I flipped it over here to the Country Pleasing text line after I got through with the interview with Chris Lamonis, so I didn't get to your question. I'll try to file that away and remember maybe the next time we have a baseball guy on. Uh, so thanks for your text. Apologies for not getting over to it in time. Ghost Pepper on the Country Pleasing text line says, any list without Major League is malpractice. Seriously, man, are you saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that those movies aren't necessarily on my list of top five. I like these other five baseball movies better. But as you can see, it doesn't matter. Like one person's list is no different. It's just some people disagree with me on my number one, which is The Natural. Glad to know that Chris Lamonis is on board with that being the number one also. But if you look, like people have different number ones. There are people who totally disagree with me with that one and leave The Natural off, even though it's my number one. I leave off Major League, even though it's Beaver's number one. But if you pay attention, there are actually two movies that show up in everybody's top five. And the two baseball movies that show up in everyone's top five are Field of Dreams and Sandlot. Very few people have either of those at number one. But every baseball fan has those two in their top five somewhere. Field of Dreams and Sandlot. Now tell me I'm wrong about that. Real quick, over here on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN, and then I'm coming to the phones. Uh, 100 Grand says, hey, Matt, this just me, but why can't this country just quarantine everybody for three weeks, go ahead and get it over with so kids can go back to school and sports can continue? I'm not a genius, but I think that's the best thing to do to move on and get things back rolling. Yeah, and, you know, 100 grand, the thing about that is if you do something like that at this point, then a very valid question is, well, why didn't we do that a month ago? But I guess, you know, you, it's, we, we shouldn't say those things. We shouldn't have that question about it because every day there's new information that would lead to one decision or the other, and you can't judge a decision without all that information. So I guess that's right. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Trey on the Divinity phone. Hey, Trey, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Matt. Um, definitely would have for the love of the game in the top five, maybe. I feel like it was a little bit better than Field of Dreams. Okay. Um, Costner. I'm going to go out on the limb here. Was, yeah, yeah, Costner. Um, it's it's got good baseball in it. I, th I think that's why it's it's appealing to to baseball guys. But yeah, um, I kind of feel like the Naturals a little overrated. Okay, 
never never was really a fan of it. Um, okay. But even even the new Bad New Bears with Billy Bob Thornton is, is hilarious. I See, I haven't <laughs> seen that one. You know, and the, Trey, the thing about the Bad News Bears is we pretty much all know the original. You know, Walter Matthau, the coach, as Buttermaker. Right. You know, Sam, the pitcher, and Kelly riding around on his motorbike at 10 years old smoking cigarettes and all this stuff. You know, we orig- the original one, we all know that one. But there were other ones, and and there was like one they made right after that with some of the same kids where they went and played in the yeah. Astrodome. Yeah, well, that was good. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that. but you don't see it. You don't see the others nearly as much. I didn't even know that there was a new one with Billy Bob Thornton. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty good. And, you know, while we're talking about movies, um, you know, Hollywood is, is quarantined, you know, as well. Um, okay. Hopefully something good will come out of this movie-wise. But uh, I, I've always I've always found the Cal Ripken store to be probably the most intriguing mm. in baseball. You know, they, they have the one they did. Um, Billy Crystal did, did a baseball movie, uh, which was, which was uh, well done. Um but I'd love to see a movie on Cal Ripken. Uh, I, I think that would be incredible, documenting his journey. Yeah. Um, as Iron Man. But uh, anyway, man, thanks for the yeah thanks for the time. I'll see you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. There was a uh, speaking of things that would make a good movie. Here's one that would make an interesting movie if they sort of did it with actors who could be funny, but portray these parts at the same time. Um, I saw this nugget today. Let's see here, March twenty third. What year was this? I got to find it. Well, here it is. 1990. This is uh, this is a true story. In 1990, Howard Spira, who was paid $40,000 by George Steinbrenner in, uh, that January to dig up dirt on his own outfielder, Dave Winfield, Spira is arrested by the FBI for trying to extort money from George Steinbrenner. Then the commissioner of baseball, Faye Vincent, banned Steinbrenner from playing any role in the team's day-to-day operations for 30 months after he learned about the arrangement that he had come to with this guy. So, I mean, like, it's sort of like the baseball version of somebody hiring a hitman. You know, but I mean, he's hiring a private eye. Steinbrenner hires this guy, Howard Spira, to pays him $40,000 for Spira to go dig up dirt on Dave Winfield, who plays for the Yankees. Look at all these angles, huh? And so after doing the job, Spira then is extorting Steinbrenner for more money, gets arrested by the FBI for doing that, and then Steinbrenner gets banned for 30 months for pulling the whole thing off to begin with. That would make a fantastic movie. It really would, I think. Drama. You could, I mean, you're talking about the 90s. You could really put some real baseball in there. You get somebody to play Dave Winfield. What do you have against Dave Winfield? <laughs> I never heard anything like that. I, I don't know how it is that I grew up during that whole era and had just smooth forgotten about any of it. <laughs> Totally forgotten about any of it. Okay, uh, unnamed texture over here says the top five depends on when you watch. Sandlot is just stand by me for baseball, he says. But you loved it as a kid. You carry that forward. 
few saw it as adults with the same reverence. And I'm sure that's the case. I'm sure that's there's some truth in that. You know, I mean, I didn't see it as a kid, but I was younger, obviously. Maybe like my daughter, she's eight years old. And I guarantee you part of her fascination with it is she's watching kids, you know, in the sandlot. But again, there's so many different storylines. We made a great movie is uh, Wendy Peppercorn. You know, uh, that's something everybody remembers about the movie. So everybody's lists are different. But this is a time where, looking, if you're going to watch sports movies, you know, if it's basketball, you're going to watch Hoosiers if you're stuck at home. But you're not watching Blue Chips and all this other stuff. Space Jam, maybe. Okay, but, you know, if it's football, what football movies you're going to watch? If you're just bored, you want to watch a football movie, what's it going to be? It's going to be Rudy. I mean, you're not sitting around with your family going to watch any given Sunday. You're just not. But baseball, you got options, a bunch of them, and some that you really uh, resonate with, or they resonate with you, I should say. All right, text and phone calls coming up. We'll get it in there. And also, if you're just tuning in, I'm going to remind you, I mentioned this in the first hour, but coming back, I'll remind you so you'll know what's on the schedule. The SEC Network, they're doing the takeover days for each school. We are right now in the middle of the Ole Miss takeover on the SEC Network. And then starting tonight at midnight, you're going to have the Mississippi State takeover. And I'll tell you which games you can watch and win if you want to tune into some of that. Okay, because I've got the list here of the events right in front of me. That and more coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, about to wrap it up with you. I'm going to give you the lineup of programming for the SEC Network Takeover days that are going on right now. You got uh, old. We're in the middle of the Ole Miss Takeover. Uh, they're showing you know old games, a lot of them from a year ago. Uh, and then Mississippi State's takeover on the SEC Network begins tonight. I've been saying midnight, but it actually begins at midnight Eastern, so 11 Central. And so all of tomorrow you have state stuff on the SEC Network. I want to tell you what all these games are if you want to watch some of those. Uh, that's coming up. First, though, Coach Shanks, friend of the show, is hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Hey, Coach, what's up? Man, how you doing? Just right. As are, you, far are, you, as, are you broadcasting from your house? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Here I uh, sit. There's one movie that's been left out of all that. Everybody's got their favorites. Uh, you know, Moneyball was a good one. Right. Sandlot was a good one. Field yep. of Dreams was great. But the second best baseball movie ever was Bang the Drum Slowly. It came out in the 70s. Okay. And it was about a relationship between a minor league catcher and his roommate, who was a sophisticated New Yorker that was a big star with the New York Metropolitans. Okay. And it's a great movie. It was a great book. And uh, anyway, it uh, 
the, the young catcher who is this redneck from No Cross, Georgia. And I, years later, I found out it was Robert De Niro. And you would have sworn this guy had to be from Georgia. Really? So Robert, De, so Robert De Niro yes, did a southern did accent? Did a catcher. And I mean, it's believable. Hmm. Uh, and then the best, the best one ever is the natural, you know, that's, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's always going to be the best movie ever. That's the best, best novel, best baseball novel. And doggone it. See, here's, I, I feel so justified because coach, I've had people argue with me over the years about the natural and then I argue for it and I kind of explain why and it just, it really has helped my esteem in doing so to hear both coach Lamonis <laughs> And you, Coach Shanks, both agree with me that the natural is number one. Well, you know, kids today, I, I, I was talking to my little pitchers out at uh, Hartfield, and I said, you know, you know, we were talking the same thing. What's your best baseball movie? Of course, they all say Major League. But I got, I, I kept mentioning the natural, and one of my little players went and rented it, and uh, his whole family watched it. He said, Coach, that's the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, and he said, except it was three hours long. Yeah, it's a I, long one now. I didn't realize that, you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, the the new generation is finding that movie. Yeah. Well, but Bang the Drum Slowly is an incredible movie, and they ended up making a uh, Broadway play out of it. And Paul Newman played the uh, the picture in the Broadway musical. Wow. Yeah. That's but it's incredible. a great story, and it's a the, the last line of it. From here on out, I rag nobody. So it's a great line. Okay. Bang the I'm looking at it right now, and you know you've sold me on figuring out a way to go watch it just by telling me that Robert De Niro did the Southern accent believable. Cause you know, in, in Hollywood, we get so many Southern accents by actors that aren't the real thing, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I've, I was a fan of his, but I've become less of a fan of his because of his politics. But I promise you, when you see him in that role, you think, I mean, I, when, it was, when I was through watching, I didn't know who Robert De Niro was. I mean, that's 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh-huh. And, uh, Lord, it is forty years ago. But, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, when I when I saw it again, I saw it with De Niro. It just blew my mind. And I, you know, he's a great actor. Uh right. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to find a way to watch it. I appreciate the suggestion, Coach. Well, Thank you. Well, uh, you're helping us get through these boring times. <laughs> well, uh, I, I hope so. It. I sure hope so. It is, you know, without the actual games going on, it it is different. But um, but that's what we're here for. You know, that's. We we have to find some purpose in what we're doing in order – we should anyway. That's the way I've always been is really any project, any job, any undertaking, any game, any practice, whatever. If I can clearly understand and see what the purpose of all this is, then I can get 100% invested and just bust my rear end to make it happen, you know? And right now, frankly – you know, there, there are times when sports may be going on, Coach, and even though I'm doing a sports show, sometimes you wonder, man, what's the purpose of all this? But right now, I have a very clear purpose in hopping on here and live streaming it and doing the show every day, and that is, man, if I can just make these two hours pass a little quicker for the people listening, then that'll be good. You know, so I, I, we're trying. We're doing well, the best I, we can. Uh, well, there are a lot of there, you know, uh, people enjoy it. I enjoy it. Good. I, I even enjoy it every now and then when you get fired up and start preaching. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I have a tendency. Yeah, I do that every now and then. And I, well, I, you know, I, I'm glad you enjoy it. Sometimes I, when I do that, I like to picture in my head Beaver over there rolling his eyes. Where you know, I know, and I, I can hear him. He makes his little comments. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. Appreciate the call, Coach. Thank you. All right, buddy. Y'all take care. All right, you too. Take care. Hang in there. Be safe. Quarantine. And keep to yourself. My friend, Dan the Coffee Man from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. I'm just finishing up the last few sips of my coffee that I made this morning and poured out of my thermos from High Point. Highpointroasters.com. Order yours. It'll show up at your doorstep. Uh, He says, the perfect game. And Dan... There is, uh, I had another friend on the Facebook stream earlier. Uh, She mentioned that, the perfect game, and I have not seen it. uh, Dan says he discovered it last year. It's a great true story about a Little League team from Mexico. So the perfect game. I'm going to look that one up as well. It's great to discover new movies. I told you all a week ago that I've been discovering some brand new Western movies that aren't new. Heck, they're 40 years old. Italian westerns uh, dubbed over in English and stuff, but they're really good. And I'm seeing them for the first time, you know, so it's like new to me. It's neat to discover movies you haven't seen, so you can look those up. And now's a good time for that. So I appreciate the suggestion. The perfect game. I've never seen that one either. Bully Bill texted the show in the country, please, and text line says, Dear Matt, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. J-Rock says, tell Coach Shanks that uh, Jeff Milner said hello. You you listen to that, Coach Shanks? Jeff Milner says hello. Jason said, I always wondered why British actors did the Southern accent better better than Hollywood. So I looked it up, and there's this book detailing the journey of folks across the country. Our accent is straight from the district around London. You're exactly right, Jason. It is fascinating. When you start hearing some of the pronunciations of certain words, in Cockney accent from around, you know, London and some of those different areas. There's no doubt why we pronounce certain words the way we do with a Southern accent now. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, here is the takeover information. If you've just tuned in recently, I, I mentioned this early in the show, but here it is so that you'll know. Today, we are in the middle of the Ole Miss takeover on the SEC Network uh, a bunch of programming throughout the day, but coming up this afternoon, you got softball, Ole Miss's win over Mississippi State from this past season on there. Coming up at 3.30, it's SEC Story, The Rebel. At 4.30, SEC Inside, Ole Miss Basketball. At 5, the replay of Ole Miss's win over Florida this year in basketball. At 6.30, replay of Ole Miss's football win over Vanderbilt. And then the final one at 9.30 tonight, SEC Story, The Book of Manning. So there's that. Now, Mississippi State's takeover on the SEC Network begins tonight at 11 p.m. Central Time. Starting with SEC Story, Thunder and Lightning. Listen, y'all, if you haven't seen it, that's your homework before tomorrow's show. Go watch it. Uh, Jay, if you're listening in Baltimore, let's talk about the relationship between Clark and Paul Merrill on tomorrow's show, okay? Uh, at 12.30 a.m., SEC Storied, Croom, 
1.30 a.m., men's basketball went over Arkansas from back in January. 3 a.m., Mississippi State baseball versus LSU from last season at Duty Noble Field when you had the big crowd and they broadcast there. 5.30 a.m. in the morning, the 2019 SEC Men's Tennis Championship. 7.30 in the morning, women's basketball versus Texas A&M from a few weeks ago. Uh, 9.30 a.m. in the morning is uh, Mississippi State men's basketball versus Ole Miss from earlier this month. Tomorrow at 11.30 a.m., SEC inside Mississippi State basketball. Noon tomorrow, you're going to want to tune into this show and DVR the uh, Mississippi State football win over Kentucky from last year. 3 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, women's basketball win over Kentucky in the SEC women's tournament earlier. Tomorrow afternoon at 5, uh, Mississippi State baseball versus LSU in the SEC tournament second round last year, the game that went to extra innings, an incredible comeback by state baseball. And then the final part of the SEC takeover for state is tomorrow night at 8 p.m. It'll be the replay of the Egg Bowl, 2019 Egg Bowl, that is referred to as the (laughs) and miss So set your DVRs accordingly and enjoy. Hope you all enjoyed the show today. I had fun doing it. Tomorrow's show is going to be really fun. We have a very, very, speaking of mayors, we have a very cool guest lined up for you on tomorrow's show. Yeah. Tune in for that. There's a tease if there ever was one. For Beaver, I'm Matt. We're out. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. See you then. See ya. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.